Today is Wednesday, February 10th, and you're listening to The Morning Announcements. I'm Sammy Sage. Yesterday was the first day of Trump's second Senate impeachment trial, and the agenda was sort of an appetizer leading up to today's main course of arguments over whether or not Trump will be convicted of inciting insurrection. Yesterday's debate and vote was about whether or not the trial itself is constitutional since Trump is no longer in office. You can guess which side argued that it was unconstitutional. Yes, the very same side that refused to start the trial until Trump was out of office. And if you're asking yourself, wait, didn't they just vote on this exact same thing last week? The answer is yes, they did. While last week's vote was 55 to 45 in favor of the trial being constitutional, this vote ended up being 56 to 44, with one additional Republican senator, Bill Cassidy, switching his vote from last week to now say that the trial is constitutional. Of course, Bill Cassidy has already been rebuked by the Republican Party of his home state of Louisiana. Yesterday's argument started with disturbing video of the Capitol attack spliced together with Trump's many incidents of incitement, including his Stop the Steal speech, which took place literally right before the Capitol attack. The impeachment managers also argued that if this trial were not to go forward, it would essentially give future presidents a free pass to break any laws they want between November and June without fear of punishment, just as the founders intended, of course. House impeachment manager Jamie Raskin spoke emotionally about the experience of burying his son and then being forced to flee the mob with his daughter and son-in-law who had come to work with him to certify the election results. He described how they sent texts to their loved ones saying goodbyes because they thought that they were going to die. On the other side, Trump's defense team of 75th string lawyers Bruce Castor and David Schoen mostly rambled about how it was both too fast and too slow to convict Trump. They dropped some memorable and groundbreaking gems such as words are what make our constitution and shall means shall. Yes, those were really things that they said. Trump was reportedly quite angry about their performance and even Ted Cruz was quoted as saying, I don't think the lawyers did the most effective job. In the end, Ted and all but six of his Republican colleagues ended up voting in favor of that ineffective defense anyway. So that's your daily spine update from Ted, and I am here to report that he still doesn't have one. Speaking of complicity from government officials, NBC News is reporting that one of the leaders of the far-right militia group The Oath Keepers, who helped organize the Capitol insurrection, has held a top-secret security clearance since 1979 and had previously worked for the FBI. His name is Thomas Caldwell, and he has been on house arrest since January 19th. Charging documents show messages between Caldwell and others about arranging hotel rooms in D.C. in the days before the siege. Court documents also show that at one point during the siege, Caldwell received a message that said, quote, Tom, all legislators are down in the tunnels three floors down. Seal them in and turn on the gas. I feel like that's what's known in the movies as an inside job. So this next story is kind of a crazy one. How can it get more crazy than a president leading an insurrection against the country that he is the president of and not experience any consequences, you ask? It is hard to top, but this story involves Florida. Imagine for a second that you're a plant operator at a water plant in Pinellas County. You're going about your business on your little computer, probably waiting to go home, and all of a sudden your mouse starts moving on its own, opening various function on your screen, and changing the sodium hydroxide level in the water supply to make it equivalent to the main ingredient in liquid drain cleaners. 
This is what happened to one plant operator at a plant in Oldsmar, Florida. Fortunately, the plant operator immediately changed the levels back to normal and no harm was done. But the real story is the fact that this series of a hack was able to happen at all. Also, I should mention that this took place just two days before the Super Bowl, 30 miles away from the stadium. The Secret Service and FBI cyber units are currently investigating who's behind the hack and how it happened. You know, I was just running out of things to worry about, so I'm glad I can now add my tap water transforming into drain cleaner to my list. Let's end on a more positive note. On Monday, Chuck Schumer and AOC announced $2 billion in special FEMA funds for families who have not been able to afford proper funerals for their loved ones who passed away during the pandemic. Families can now be reimbursed up to $7,000 for funeral expenses, and $260 million of these funds will be directly allocated to New Yorkers. Eligibility for the funds will be retroactive through the beginning of the pandemic, and everyone's favorite New York duo announced they will be working to keep the program in place for the rest of the pandemic. I can't wait to see what's next in the AOC Schumer buddy comedy. Thank you for listening to the morning announcements. If you're enjoying this podcast and want to show your support, head over to our iTunes feed to rate, review, and subscribe, or follow this podcast if you're listening on Spotify. If you want more of my news content, follow me on Instagram at Sammy, where I post news updates throughout the day. Also, be sure to follow and subscribe to the Betcha Sup podcast for more in-depth discussion of today's news, and follow at Betcha Sup on Instagram. Until tomorrow, I'm Sammy Sage, and now you know what the fuck is going on. Batches.